and welcome to another very delayed episode of Box Seats. I'm your co-host, creator, co-founder, CEO of Box Seats, along with my intern, Sid Conker. How you doing, bud? Fuck, you guys got another Sid Conker on this show? <laughs> That's sick. Who's this guy? Oh, wait, he's, um, he, he, he's, still, he's still loading up. Hold on. Give it a sec. No? Okay. No, it's not coming in. All right. All right. Well, that, I guess you're the new interns in. That's some intern level shit. Um, some of our Twitter bios say that this is a weekly show. Other members <laughs> of the show are too smart and Didn't make any would not make such promises. Yeah, that's, have you made, have you made <laughs> I knew Twitter? where this was going. Um, I'm solely focused on the... Uh, American Imperial Machine mm. on my Twitter accounts. Capitalism? Any thoughts? And, and, La- and Lonzo Ball to the Bulls. Those, those two things. Okay, so I do, I do have, I do want to do a little exercise for you, okay? I think this is like a recalibration of uh, Chicago Bulls basketball brain, okay? Can you work with me on this? It's going to be real short, I promise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to say some names. I want you to give me a one-word one word reaction. Or even just a sound. I mean, whatever, whatever you choose. Okay. Here's here's the list. Alex Caruso. Dynasty. Lonzo Ball. Chris Paul. Thaddeus Young. Fallen. Ooh, Soldier. Okay. That's good. That's good. I was actually I was actually <laughs> very I was I was sad to see that, that that I mean it's it's a bummer, but Patrick Williams. You had to do it. It's true. Patrick Williams. Goat. Have you seen Patrick Williams in, G- in summer? Saw, Dude, he's been going like, off. Like 30 points or something. <laughs> he's so – he's going off. It's, it's crazy because I'm pretty sure that man took like 30 shots combined all of last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, the ceiling's so effing high. Okay, it's, okay. it's super exciting. All right. This isn't, this isn't done yet. This isn't done yet. DeMar DeRozan. Oof. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's um just the contract and the age, you know. I'm still glad. It's kind of like the Vucevic thing for me. Um, like getting talent through the door in Chicago after the last like eight years is not never a bad thing. Right. Like I'm fully committed to that, and I'm willing to make long term sacrifice. But it's like. I mean, you sign is DeRozan like 32? Yeah, like 32, 33. That contract, it's just like, it's not ideal. But I'm still super glad that he's on the roster. Yeah, I don't think there was another team that would have given him a uh, a third year on that deal. But it's fine, though. You know, getting talent in the door is what matters most. I mean, yeah, yeah, sometimes you got to make that happen. I mean, you got to do some wild things to do it. Uh, I I like this roster. I mean, I like it from a name perspective. How it all fits cohesively will basically be up to Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso. And honestly, I hope there's some I hope there's some lineups where you're moving things around. I hope you're moving like DeRozan to the full. I hope there's like a small ball lineup where uh, Pat Williams isn't, Pat, Pat Williams isn't even in there. You put you know DeRozan or. At the four, Levine at the three. You get AC Fresh and your boy uh, Lonzo in at the same time. I mean, I think that's the problem. Is there's not enough like high basketball IQ guys who actually want to play me for other guys outside of Lonzo on this roster. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I mean, feels good about it. He, he's he's good at deferring to players that are better than him right now. But I don't know, man. I'm not sure if Demar is prove if he's gonna be willing to share. Like, that's, I mean, Levine looked good playmaking in uh, the Olympics, but I think I Levine. I think team. Levine, given this talent around him, I think we'll be surprised by Levine's ability to actually not have the ball stick to his hands. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good point. But, we haven't seen that in the Bulls yet. You stick to. I mean, the issue was that you don't have enough high basket, high IQ basketball guys who are willing to share the basketball 10 months ago. And now you have you have more of those guys than you did. So it's still an improvement, right? Like, we didn't give any of those guys. I mean, maybe if you say that, he showed, but he's not the same caliber of player. Um, I think it's, it's still a huge upgrade to where this roster was 10 to 12 months ago. Oh, 100, 1,000%. 1,000%. 
I think, I mean, I think, I mean, this is a very, um, it feels a little Nixian in a way, like getting these guys when you did. Uh, Richard I Nixon? Think, <laughs> could be. Uh, there's a parallel in there somewhere. I don't have it. I don't have. I have it top of my head, but uh, more, more of a, like more like a Knickerboxian. Is that is that better? Is that better? Kind of, but not. It's it's bad in another way. But go yeah, ahead. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, yeah, there's less espionage in this in this case, and more uh, more just bad, you know, roster, bad, bad contracts. I think, I think that's the only issue I have with it is some of the contracts that were given out. I mean, I think Crusoe is hyper valuable. Um, I'm not sure if you want him taking on that big of a role, kind of six man. I mean, six man leading the second, the second group is not bad for him, but at that price is a little spotty, but I mean, at least you get one of the better perimeter defenders in the entire league in that deal. So imagine where a lot of the value came up. His three point shooting is way improved over the course of last year. Um, so, I mean, I, I like the guards that got this deal. I think those are much necessary, but yeah. I mean, Drozen's good, brings a little extra scoring, kind of lightens the load on Vooch and Levine. Because, uh, you know, Lonzo's not necessarily trying to be the third best scorer on the team. Even given his salary, that's not the role he wants, really. So, I don't know. It's, it's I think a, it's you a, do it's have a, a... It's a weird, weird team. I, I really can't wrap my you head around You have a weird... Good. You have a weird group of characters yeah. from all over the place. But they do have, all have a ton to prove... Um, yeah, let's arguments. So it's muting. It's a, it's a good it's argument. Uh, <laughs> do we do we hear that? But, oh, oh that, yeah, it's fine. No, okay. it's gone now. Um, which which city do you think I'm from? <laughs> um, I have two in mind. Yeah, what what was the argument I was making? <laughs> You got you have a it, lot it, it, to it, it, prove. These guys have a lot to prove. That's a good argument to make. You can always but also yes. they're a good team if you just say that to yourself. I, I know I know where I was going with this. I mean, who doesn't have a lot to prove? I have a lot to prove. <laughs> Get me on this roster. Um, <laughs> these guys have a lot to prove. There's I think <clears throat> good character. And you have you have versatility in this lineup. I'm a little overwhelmed by the guard position. Um and how all that's going to shape out. Mm-hmm. But like you said, with DeRozan being – DeRozan, Levine, Patrick Williams, these wing guys are super versatile. Um, you have Vooch still. Like I, I think you have a lot of options with how you play this lineup, which is always a good sign in today's day and age, giving Billy Donovan – and we have a good co- – I mean, giving Billy Donovan a versatile lineup that he can play around with is uh, – I think super exciting. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think it's good for Billy Donovan's sake that he doesn't have to deal with uh, a superstar personality. I mean, Levine is the closest thing to that, but I don't think he has that kind of mentality where it's going to have to be all about him. Because, I mean, that's kind of where Billy Donovan struggled in the past, trying to manage personalities, figure out how to and actually manage stars in minutes and the kind of role they take on um, as far as where they're getting their shots from. I think that has been his weakness in the past. I mean, just going back to OKC days, but yeah, I think this is a little more his speed, you know, it gives him more control. No one's stepping on his feet, kind of, uh, overreaching over his power. So I think it's a good, good dynamic for, and for his sake, for sure. But I gotta ask you, Sid, where, where do you see this team seed wise? I mean, that's the part I can't figure out. Is that, I mean, this is like, a, I think I, my current, Guess is more like a five six. Really, I think I six. I would say this is a top six or seven team. Yeah. I would have said six or seven um, because it's still a very brand new group of guys, and it's like, where is the shooting going to come from? Other than Zach Levine, I mean, Lonzo is a um, much much improved shooter this past year. I mean, he shot ten year forty percent. Okay. So let me. I think Lonzo will. I think a lot of players on the team are improved shooters. But they're not a knockdown guy. I agree. That's the problem. Yeah, like off ball. There's not a lot of off ball shooters. Um, you know, some of your DeRozan isn't gonna knock. The other issue is like it's so hard to. It's very difficult to predict like where P will will be in four or five months. 
Um, I still, I mean, he's still like 19 or 20, right? Like my expectations are still, I'm trying to keep them grounded and pretty low. Like, I don't think he's going to like be a top three player on a top four Eastern conference team as a 19, 20 year old. That'd be, I feel like that's asking for a lot. Um, and like, where is Kobe going to be? So there's still, Kobe is the next answer question. Because he is a big Kobe, that's why I said... 6'3", 6'2". That's why I said I'm like kind of overwhelmed by the guard position, mostly because of Kobe and a little because of Io too, but Io is not yeah. a significant factor. I mean, that is the biggest but, mis- mismanagement is that your future MVP is just sitting, is just rotting away in the G League, you know? It's a real shame. That's the yeah, you need to... Yeah, they uh, heard about that 2K glitch where you can send them down to the G League and get plus like, four like, overall. Yeah, like eight. It's like eight. Also, by the way, they changed that. It's not as, it's not as OP. Yeah, I know. You fucked me. You sucks. fucked me on that. I didn't know. How should I know? I got fucked many times. Yeah. <laughs> many times you figured, oh, the glitch will come back. Let me just keep trying. <laughs> I mean, in, in 2K and Madden, it's pretty fair for glitches to, to assume they'll carry over. Because most of them do, honestly. I've been doing the same, Speaking like, of, uh, for last, like, three years. LaMelo Ball is an 84 in the new 2K, and the disrespect, the disrespect mm-hmm. shown to Zach Levine at an 87, when LaMelo Ball is an 84. I mean, LaMelo is at least an 83. I mean, I don't think you have any lower than that, I mean. Z- Zach Levine's a 94, then. Is, is Zach Levine a top 20 player? Is this the new Jimmy Butler uh, arguments? Like, Honestly, yeah, I'm Zach Levine. I'm not sure he's a top 20 player, man. I don't know. Zach sure Levine. Uh, high, higher 80s. I think really got me. I mean, I I don't love his style. I never loved his style of play. But this year, and on a good team. Like, I'm super pumped. I also think the Olympics could have been great for him. Like, playing with talent for the first time ever. Pretty much damn near ever. He's been there before, but... Winning gold, being a critical part of a team with so much talent. I, I think um, either he has some sort of deal to leave Chicago. <laughs> he made some sort of deal at the Olympics. Breaking or news, he's, breaking news from Woj. Hold on, Sid. Hold that thought. Zach Levine trades the Brooklyn Nets for Gianna Jordan's left shoe and uh, Cam Thomas. Thoughts? Amazing. It's a three-way trade. We somehow got Leandro Ball. Yeah, exactly. And LeVar, too, on the two-way deal. Very interesting. Fuck. Um, but I think he could come back super hungry and, like, I think sometimes just playing with – playing on a good team with talent when you've never done – I mean, that is that is experience that you need. Yeah. I 100% and agree. And winning something. Mm-hmm. I, I think so. I think you, you probably need that experience. This is his first Olympic, uh, time of the Olympics, right? He's been on the. I don't know if he's been on the final roster before. Yeah, he I mean, may have been on the final roster. Yeah, exactly. He may have been um, on the two, 2016 roster, but he definitely wasn't a critical player on that team, right? Like, even if he was. Yeah, I'm not sure he was in the roster. Honestly. But, but I don't when, think when he was. was uh, I I'm looking it up right now. I was very impressed with him at the Olympics. Like, he showed more basketball IQ than practically everyone on the team. I mean, he was one of the few guys I thought was playing true team basketball. Um, outside maybe Draymond. I mean, KG, KG was KG. I mean, that man is just unstoppable right now. And frankly, I'm, I'm willing to call him the best player in the NBA right now. Um, Sheesh! We need, a, we need a siren for moments like that. We need a sound effect board. Can we get on that, other Sid? Other Sid, can you hear me? That guy, that guy is He's so lost. unreliable. God damn. He is Did on the train. Did you hire him? I didn't hire him. Did he, he is on the train. Email. You, you heard email. go by. Oh. He is. I'm surprised he has Wi-Fi. This is like the exact opposite of Billy on BMT. Like just, no, I want you to turn on. You got to turn on your mic. Or turn it off. I don't know. It's a, it's a mess. Um, but no, I, I, yeah, I okay, Zach Levine, back to the main point. Uh, I I think played a great Olympics. I think I mean he was actually showing a lot of playmaking prowess and like look he was actively looking to get guys involved. Like he was honestly t- passing up a lot of shots to get better. Which is something you absolutely need from him in this role in this upcoming season. I mean, 
ball's gonna be in his hands more often than not. Don't get me wrong. So I mean, he's, he's the best. He's the best player on the team. Four, five, six. Yeah, I mean, I am very cool with watching him and Lonzo be the primary ball handlers, but DeRozan okay. needs the ball in his hands to be effective too. So it's tough. Um, but honestly, good size though. The Bulls have really good size. I mean, with the one through five, if you look at if you, I mean. P. P. Will six eight six nine, Vooch is solid six ten six eleven, Rosen six seven, Lonzo six five. I mean, in, in Levine, I mean, it's a pretty a good length lineup filled with at yeah. least two very strong defenders. Also, I enjoyed our I enjoyed our four months with Daniel Tice. Did you uh, fantasize about anything in particular? Being dunked on by anyone? Nope. Really. Um. Do you want to talk about the Lakers offseason? I don't know. I don't care. It's pretty much going to be... Also, last point. Uh, I really want to see P. Will play the small ball five. That's the last thing I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, he's he's such a good defender. He's going to be all over the court. Oh, my God. Anyway, uh, uh, Lakers. Well, well, well. My, uh, my eggs have come to roost, or chickens come to roost. Something along those lines. Uh, who cares? Bad analogy. Um, yeah, this is kind of ultimate karma, you know. If you're a LeBron guy, one day shitting on every other star in the league, and then all of a sudden they have a team, then you gotta reconsider everything you've said about them in the past. Uh, so, for any of our listeners, also, I've deleted probably all of uh, the entire, first every single NBA related episode of uh, Box Seats because. There is way too much Russ Slander on there, and I can't have that. So, um, This is a new show. You shouldn't just mark it as a new show. Yeah, exactly. This is box seat. One seat. That's it. But uh, I don't know, man. I I want Russ in this position because Russ needs to know he's the third best player, right? And this is a role we've never seen Russ in. I mean, let's just take this in, team by team. I mean, okay, see – solidly always the second best player behind KD. Uh, you know, because Harden wasn't allowed to mature there uh, considering his reduced to a six-man role up until he got traded. Uh, and same same goes for the post-KD era on the Thunder with PG. I mean, he's, he's still the number one guy. Uh, so you basically, like, whenever he's in that number one, number two role, there's no one really reeling him in, which is a very difficult process given that... Passion is what drives his game, and that can lead to both good and bad things. <laughs> I mean, the more aggressive player, uh, some would even say reckless. But now with a voice that he'll listen to in LeBron, and knowing that AD is the best player on the team right now, I mean, this is the role we need, we've craved seeing him in for a while. Like a potentially under control, tamed Russ that takes advantage of what he does well. And hopefully it doesn't allow him to get to the point where he does all the crazy shit that ends up losing games. Especially in the fourth quarter. So, I think it's a promising signing, and it's a very high upside signing, but it could also go very poorly, and I might be eating my words in like three months' time by absolutely hating Russell Westbrook. So I'm optimistic, but I'm very, very cautious. Um, all of this is negated by how much you're going to be done at missing Dennis Schroeder. Correct. I like Schroeder for a solid month and a half last year. <laughs> up until up until LeBron deferred to him way too much. That's the problem. If LeBron just keeps deferring and being super soft in regular season, it's going to set a weird expectation in Russ's head. Kind of getting with Dennis. He's like, all right, like right, I'm the guy. Like, AD's always hurt. LeBron is taking a back seat, so I guess I'm just the guy now. That's actually what happened. Like, Dennis Schroeder had way too much control over the offense last year, and that's not the caliber of player he's capable of being in the playoffs. He's too one-dimensional. He basically his shooting dropped off a cliff the second he got into the last like month of the season, where he couldn't rely on him to hit anything, open or not. So I'm just worried that the rust thing will turn out exactly like that. If if LeBron doesn't actually put his foot down and give a shit about playing this year. But, you know, yeah, she has some rest this offseason and we'll, uh, and hopefully we'll try and establish himself a little bit more this time instead of being so passive. So, we'll see. I'm, uh, 
it's fun to have Russ around and all. But more media attention means more haters, and more haters means uh, I get really sad online on Twitter.com. You also just need a healthy year, right? Like, all of this. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's, it's still a short you just off need season, to have a healthy too, year. You know? Like, we're basically as short as last year's offseason. Maybe a little longer, like two weeks. How do you feel about it, Sid? Please. I, I would love to hear uh, how you view, view the Brody sighting trade. I've been kind of trying to. I don't. I, I'm. I feel like whatever I say is going to be the wrong thing on this. I feel um, that entirely, yeah. I'm already. Like, that. because I think they're going to use this roster differently than I expect. First issue is everyone's old as hell. Mm-hmm. Like, how many minutes is everyone going to play? I feel like you but just got to get in they the playoffs. They have a lot of depth, though, they can rely on. Spread some minutes around. A lot of guys who can fit different roles. I mean, a lot of versatility in the bench, for sure. I think it would have been nice to keep someone like Caruso if you're the Lakers. I mean, I, I, mean, I agree. Was that, 100%. Was, I just think was that not good, an good option? Yeah, I don't, was it way think, over the tax? Yeah, because I think, it, based on the timing, I think the Caruso signing was before. That was a pretty early sign. That was before the Russ trade. So it might – yeah, I think the time would didn't work out. I think it, the signing would have, have, would have had to happen after the rust trade because then they would have used the mid-level exception on Caruso. I think there's a max on that, and it can't be a several-year thing. Or maybe Bird Rights. I don't know. They probably use Bird Rights on him, but it might have been over – it's probably over the tax. So I, I, think, I think timing up is weird, and they really were just scarce with the resources. So they couldn't even afford to even try and match. Um. You have Kendrick Nunn, which is super exciting. Dude, I mean, the Kendrick Nunn-Malik Monk thing was like, oh, complete shot in the dark, like, caught me off guard, and it was exactly what we needed, you know, because that's just what it is. I mean, I don't, LeBron's, like, not trying to score 30 a night anymore at this point in his career, you know. Like, you just need guys who are willing just to put up shots. Like, that's, like LeBron, I'll give him that. He does empower his teammates a lot, especially in his older age, like, nowadays. Uh so it's actually a really good opportunity for both of those guys. Beyond like one, I mean, actually, Nunn's two-year deal. I think Monk was the mid-level, the mid-level exception for like five mil. So uh, I think both of them are in a really good spot to help improve uh, their positioning in the league and free agency next year or the year after. So I think those are great signings. I wonder. I I almost going back to the Westbrook signing. I I wonder if Westbrook is going to like change his game and show us something we haven't seen. Because if I know, if I've seen... Like some fucking off-ball cutting? He's gonna, yeah, off-ball cutting, maybe super... Jesus Christ, man. He's never, he never done just it. Grit your teeth on defense. Um, super aggressive on that side of the floor, maybe. Because like, if he's just going to play... Well, first of all, he's never been in this scenario. I mean, last time he had this much talent around him, he was, an, he was a much younger, more aggressive player. I mean, not to say he's gotten any less aggressive, but more capable to be just um, going 48 minutes. He's not I, – I don't see him as that same caliber player at this point. Um, and I, I think he's learned a lot from those experiences being in Washington even – um, if you are that superstar caliber Hall of Fame player, I do want to see a different version of him on this roster. Like we've seen, you know, CP3, I feel like for me, has really solidified his legacy in the last five to six years, being on so many different teams and being able to excel in whatever role he's put in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we're kind of at that point in Russ's career. For me, like what else can you do? Like... Can you fit into this very talented roster, obviously, with championship expectations at this stage in your career and do what needs to be done? Because he's obviously a Hall of Fame talent, and he's going to be in the Hall of Fame, but um, can you transform into what this team needs you to be? And that is always the question with Russ. And every single time he's in a new situation like this, which is pretty much every single year at this point, uh, he's we're always – just we're always like it can work if yeah and and that's always what it is and it's always the same two things it's always like can he be a dog on defense he's capable of doing it but will he and will he actually learn to play off ball and neither of those things ever happens 
And I, I think I, I don't I, understand I, I, why. I think it's it must be a, it's definitely a mentality thing for him. And I think you know, it, I think when it comes to basketball, a lot of these guys are very one track mind. Unless you see the game the way a Chris Paul, LeBron, uh, Kobe, like unless you like, get it to that extent and know what has to be done, like it's very very hard to change your role that that much because then you find yourself out of place a lot i mean not saying russ isn't a super high iq guy but you know when you have one track mind like that it, it, it gives me pause so i'm opt- it can be something great i mean if, if, it, if he does everything he wants to do and and you know frankly if anyone can get him to play defense it's frank vogel not to say he's uh yeah <laughs> he's a good technique guy good scheme guy i'm not sure if he can get to level level with Russ man to man, but I think he put him in the right position to succeed at least on the undefensive end. Yeah, and I, I don't hold like the KD OKC years against Russ at this point, just because like it's he's such a different player, and he he was. I mean, that was a long time ago. I'm sure his mentality's changed drastically. The Houston thing. He didn't have to make any sacrifices post-KD in OKC. He was playing his game, zero sacrifices, everything revolved around him. And the Houston thing, I mean, it was going to be a tough fit, and then you can – obviously there's a lot of speculation out there about the locker room there. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like that experience and the Washington experience um, – I don't know. I wonder if that's changed his mindset. Um, I hope so. Going into this Lakers roster, yeah. I think there's been. I think there's also been a lot, like a lot more talk than ever about Russ. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I'm not sure if he's one of those guys that actually lets the outside noise get into him. Uh, but and usually I don't endorse this for players, but I think this is one time where I think it would do some genuine good. <laughs> like, listen to the critique, channel it, get angry about it, let it piss you off, and then just get better. And accept that some things in that critique might actually hold some weight and some truth if everyone keeps saying them, you know. I mean, not to say that we know any, any more about the game than Russ Westbrook himself, but at the same time, I mean, there's only one ball. Yeah. <laughs> I did not. Breaking. Yeah, breaking news. Basketball played one ball. A common misconception people uh, always forget about. It's one ball. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I think the roster outside of that is built pretty well. I think the Dwight thing is important because he, you know, I mean, all those guys, you just, that's kind of the only uh, upside about all the guys they got, you know, is that you can see a clear role for all of them. Like, you have your fair share of uh, three, you know, three and D guys. Like, I think Bazemore is a high, you know, high character, high IQ, great defending kind of guy. Uh, I think THT is poised to make a, a big jump. But yeah, I think those actually I I agree with you. Those guard minutes are gonna be really weird. You got Monk, you got Monk, Tht, Russ, Wayne Ellington, who actually does deserve minutes and needs to be out there for shooting. And and yeah, and I said Monk or none already. But yeah, either way, you're both of them still. So I mean, it's still five, and then other guards I'm even forgetting about that you have to actually cede some time to. So. It's a, it's a little bit of a bold situation, but on a much less talented sense when it comes to the bench. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I really, I really, yes. really don't know. I trust, I trust in Frank. I trust in Rob uh, Polinka. I trust everyone in the organization. It's just how it ends up playing out on the courts, assuming injuries aren't a major problem. Yeah, which is a big if for this team. Like, this team's yeah, going to have some injuries to deal with. Not everyone's playing 82 games, um, but no chance of that happening. And also um, the first year we're actually making AD the number one guy. Like, I think this is, this is the year where, like, it happens. You can see, I mean, front office has said everything that they do this offseason is meant to build around AD. I think LeBron understands that now. I mean... I mean, you don't necessarily need to ride him for 82 games a season, but, I mean, he needs to be the guy for the 60 games a year he is playing. Yeah, he had such a forgettable year. But, again, he just seems to be on the freaking floor. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The impact is, is undeniable when he's there. I mean, no one – I mean, he's easily a top four most talented player in the league. Ooh. 
Oof. if he's out there. I'm saying pure talents. I mean, you see this man can do. Who are I'm the other be, three? Other three have to be. Four is a lot. Yeah, I'm actually knocking out, I'm knocking out Steph because of the defensive arguments. So it's got to be Giannis, Braun, uh, KD, AD. Wow. I think he. Has, I think he has even. I think he even has more talent than Kawhi. Wow. I mean, all, all of the I mean, just the flurry of moves he has in the post, in the in the high post, on the perimeter. Like, I mean, the, the dribbling ability he has his size plus. Oh my god, it's, it's unbelievable. And there's no one that can do what he does. He's already he's much he's a much better shooter than Giannis. So that's always a question mark. This is what you accept when you put it in the James New Team. I won't have to sacrifice. <sighs> Alright, thinking of maybe a Joel what's up? Sorry, go ahead. Maybe a Joel Embiid up there. Uh, I mean, he's just a half step below. Half step. I mean, we're we're pinching hair. We're we're uh, yeah. we're pinching hairs here. Is that the, what's 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 the phrase? I can't talk today. Jesus. Splitting hairs. There it is. Nonetheless, though, um, are the Lakers the favorite in the West right now? No. It has to be yes, right? I don't think so. I think it's. I don't know if you have a clear-cut favorite. Um, the top four to five teams have a shot. And again, the issue is, I don't know if I trust this team to stay healthy. Yeah. And again, that might be recency bias, but I don't trust this Lakers team to stay healthy. And big, I, there's such a big risk. Yeah. I mean, when are the Nugs going to get Jamal Murray back? I mean, um, where is... Yeah, so that's five. tough. I mean, both of them could be easily out all year long. I mean, Jamal is more likely would play, but I think it's a very strong possibility that Kawhi does not play at all this year. Are the Mavs going to make a move? Like, what are we waiting for here? I mean, they're trying to make a move for... Also, we need to talk about Laurie Markin. This guy is just the last, like, talented dude floating around in the markets. But no one's, no one's quite sure what his market is. It's like, well... Yeah. You can easily take 10, ten threes a game. And shoot forty percent, but he doesn't. He's weak as hell. Doesn't rebound. Can't defend. And is slow as hell. Yeah, and his confidence is down. Can his yeah. feet look slow as shit? Like, yeah, yeah I don't the know. Role, the role I of think... is tough though. He, he's in a weird spot. And once P. Will got there, there's no reason to play him. Yeah, I think if you. But he's like you can still he's coach this easy. guy up. It's so. Easy. You can still coach this guy up. Yeah, agreed. Um, I think he does need to take a shorter, cheaper deal for the time being, though, just with the nature yeah. of the... I mean, he, he take three, three for 45. That's a very fair rate for him. I mean, just the potential is still pretty high. Just with the, just with the off, just on the offensive end, I mean. You can't teach that kind of size. I mean, plus having being a 40% shooter knocked down is a problem. If he's actually halfway confident. I mean, we're hearing like Pistons, not Pistons. Uh, we're hearing Hornets, Mavs. I think who else was in the mix? Uh, I think those are the top two right now. I've heard about I've heard about Lori, but not a lot of concrete news, weirdly enough. And is KP moving off the Mavs? I don't know. Seems like there's some locker room issues there with him, and also he's just a pretty low character kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we'd be hearing about that if he didn't suck, but he sucks, so things are going poorly. Yeah, I don't know. I think the Mavs do need a massive, massive move of some kind. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the Beal thing is up is a possibility, but, I mean, he's not looking He's not looking to move right now. doesn't mean that the right offer won't get him out of there. Um so I don't know. I'm, not, I'm starting to doubt what trade pieces there are for these teams, like the uh, teams like the Sixers, teams that actually are looking to. All right, we need another star, like to get rid of Ben. But I mean, the Lillard thing isn't is a little overblown in my mind. I don't think he's as desperate as he's being made out to be to get out of there. Beal has already said word for word he's, he doesn't want to move. So I'm not sure. Which is amazing. Outside of maybe McCollum, that's like a 
halfway kind of star. But also, yeah, what does that even do for you? Yeah, if you're if you're, if you're Philly, not tons, but just give more room for Joel. Um, do we want to quickly touch it? We'll go dive further into NFL yeah, as please. the season nears. Um, but so fourteen for twenty, a hundred eighty something yards. I, I I love that we jump right into this. This is the hot yeah, topic. It's the, big, it's the biggest thing going on in the NFL right now. I mean, it is, it is not. It's not really? The biggest storyline? People lost their mind. There's a lot of talk about Justin Fields after that game. I mean, I'm trying to stay tame, and I think I think the buzz. I always feel like I. I um I feel like I live in a little bit of a bubble with the Bears. I don't know how outsiders ever feel about them because I'm so deep into the bubble. Yeah. Um. And I've been kind of just ignoring random Justin Fields shit. I hate hearing. I think I've been ignoring a lot of it because a lot of the con- Justin Fields content thrown at me is just like random ESPN talking heads um, that clearly don't know anything. Very few people know anything that. Um, actually decide to speak on about it. But what am I supposed to make out of one preseason game? I think you can make uh, more a out of... Amount, a small amount of hope? I think you can say that it's a promising start. I think it's really the, the extent of what you can actually say. And that his motion doesn't look that bad. That's all I've got. That's all I really got out of it. It's like, well, a little bit of the offense, good uh, playing off schedule, and uh, really just a playmaker, man. I mean, the guy just finds a way to always to take place. Yeah, I think – so I think a lot of the buzz is due to the physical tools he has. Yes. I mean, just – so quick, so strong. Um, Insane arm. It's easy. Like, I mean, I, and I know we already, already know this, but we saw these things in the preseason game. Um, just how quickly he's able to move, rotate, get off balance, get back on balance. Um, so I get why it's such an exciting thing across the league. I'm just hesitant to see a preseason game and then say, okay, let's start this guy. I think the risk is so high, uh, ruining his confidence, that you have to be absolutely blown away. Um yeah. Because you even think about other times the scenario. I mean, I think about the Russell Wilson scenario where he had Matt Flynn, who was designed to be the, who was supposed to be the starter that year, and he drafted Russell Wilson, and but that was Matt Flynn, and Andy Dalton is a much more proven asset than. Yeah, but he is also a lot later in his career too. I don't know if that necessarily makes organizational support like he did in Cincinnati. I think that's a little different. I think the support, no, I mean, that's... being in a transient kind of not sure if you're on level fo- uh, footing against a situation is very tough to be in, especially for a veteran quarterback. I mean, it happens all the time when you're, all right, like, you're the guy that had the rookie. Like, you're, people are coming for your job every single day, and uh, frankly, no one expects you to keep it. So it's a tough mental space to be in, too. I mean, Andy Dalton's already claiming this is his team and trying to – you know, big dick which you should be, I think. Which you should be, I think. I think your guy in his position. I'm obviously happy with. I'm generally happy with the performance. I think you should get a ton of playing time this preseason. But I think you have to be so convinced, so blown away by him because there's no going back. You can't start Justin Fields and then bench Justin Fields. Not in today's day and age. It's just. You don't commit to a franchise quarterback like that and then back off. Um, you risk ruining him. There's just so many ways this could go poorly. And I understand the fan base is going to be the fan base and just clamor mm-hmm. um, to start him. But I just think there's just too much risk. I, I, if Even if he's better, the risk's higher. And I think Andy Dalton, we know, is a serviceable quarterback. We, he's a proven commodity. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll defer to the coach's decision on this one. You know, we're not the one watching them practice every single day. We can have our thoughts about their individual right. talents. Right, and I was going to say, you can, you can probably get more out of practice and uh, training camp than you can even out of a preseason right. game. Like, there's just so many more snaps. Yeah, I think what really – the situation we've seen where rookie quarterbacks succeed 
has mostly mm-hmm. been when they've actually fought for the job and and won it. I mean, for example, we have got Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, uh, Deshaun Watson, all examples of guys who pretty much took over in their first year, essentially week one. I mean, Tom, I think Deshaun came in for injured Tom Savage week one or something along those lines. Um, and so, you know, those are the guys who earn it, you know. It can't, it cannot be given. I completely agree on mm-hmm. this. But I think Ankel will be hard-pressed to keep his job against Justin Fields if he is who we think, if we, if he is who we think he is. Yeah, and that's it's, fine. It's, yeah, it's, that's it's, fine. Yeah, but I don't, I don't but think, I, don't I think say you still... For the sake of waiting. I think if he's earned it, you got to give it to him because then otherwise you're setting just a weird precedent and... Playing games, they're gonna be played. Yeah, games. I don't. I think if it's so clear, because you also okay. you also risk losing the locker room, right? If it's so damn clear that Justin Fields is clearly the better quarterback, right? I don't think that's gonna be the case. I could be wrong. Um, this is your first year in the NFL. I mean, how often does that happen when you have a veteran quarterback, veteran proven starter quarterback? in the same locker room as a rookie, regardless of the pick, when you have that, it's very hard for the rookie to win at. 100% agree. I mean, unless they're blown away, yeah. So I think it's... Leadership or actual talents or production, whatever it may be. I mean, yeah. you know, but usually we find find out about that as fans around, like, the week four timeline. Like, the Bears go 0-3 to start the year. Like, I will guarantee... A, a, a ESPN like cover story essentially of about like someone in the Bears locker room just being like yeah it's time it's time for change get him out it's like let, let, let Justin be the guy I don't know what we're waiting for you know like that dissension is essentially when you know it's time <laughs> and it happens every single year that there's a QB sitting on the bench too long yeah um yeah I don't know if I have anything to add to that I mean that's just it's honestly a uh, stressful situation. I I get... I mean, there's so many other factors, too, if this is a winning football team or not. Um, But we shall see. I think this is a good position to be in. The hype just worries me a little bit because I understand he has all the physical tools, but there's still so much. I think fans get super excited about that, which is very understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just so much more to playing quarterback in the NFL. And so much of it is team and coach specific. Mm-hmm. Um, right. No two situations are the same. So we'll see how it works out. But also a very nerve-wracking experience. Uh, so can I, uh, may I offer you my rookie QB rankings? Uh, based on first impressions in the preseason? One preseason game and training yeah. camp? Yes, please go ahead. I would love to. I'm here to make some reckless takes. Um, that will not hold up, hold true at all, but this is just like first impression, like quick plans. Here's what we're seeing. Um, I would actually say the person who looks most comfortable uh, in, their, in their play is probably Zach Wilson. Really, I did not watch any Zach. Wilson. I basically watched all the. I mean, I didn't get a chance to watch any of these games live, so that's just you know putting that out there. <laughs> I've seen, I've looked at every play. I looked, you know, looked at the highlights, which shows every single play that the quarterback was involved in. So, basically, to see how the handoffs are going, how command of the offense, speed, everything like that. So it's it's a small overview, and so that's why I'm saying this is very quick glance. But uh, you know, he was a lot of conscious about seeing, watching the whole game. So that's my little. Uh, notation ahead of time, but that was looked look most in control. Uh, Sam Ellinger probably made the most highlight plays and looked most impressive overall. Like, I mean, he was making some insane throws. I mean, there's at least two throws that my jaw dropped a little bit watching Sam Ellinger. But you know, given he didn't get, he didn't get the start in that game, so he had a much easier matchup than uh, I think it's Eason. Is it other QB? on the Colts right now. Um, so bear that in mind. Uh, Lawrence looks really shaky, held the ball for like six seconds every time he was in the pockets, uh, which is to be expected, I think, because the Jags O-line is like pretty bad. You kind of rely on Cam okay. Robinson to save your ass every single play. Um, 
I actually think Minshew's going to start the first three, three weeks at least. I think Minshew is good enough to hold off Lawrence for the bits. So there's definitely a learning curve that Trevor's not quite getting right now, but the talent's still very much there. Like you saw on that one mark. Wait, wait, repeat finish. that Repeat that thought? I think Gardner Minshew will hold mm -hmm. the starting job for at least, like, four weeks. At least. There's a 0% chance that happens. What? Yeah. <laughs> and Trevor did not look ready at, in that last preseason meeting. I'll give him, you know, not a production as I mentioned already, but... It was pretty shaky. Like, the confidence was not there. Uh, really just, I mean, he got sacked and fumbled on his very first play from scrimmage. I mean, there's going to be a big learning curve. And, I mean, I still think he's, like, the most talented guy QB we've had since luck. But, nonetless, I mean, I think there's still a learning curve to get over. And Minshew is probably the best guy ahead of a lot of these presumed uh, rookie starters. So, I... So he may, Charles may actually have this kind of opportunity compared to other rookie QBs only because he's a better guy. I will be amazed if Trevor Lawrence doesn't start week one. Oh, oh what do you bet on it? I, I, what do you want to bet on it? Uh, hmm, this is a tough one. Hmm. I know, I mean, we can do, we can do monetary, we can do something embarrassing. Uh, I'm down for a solid, down for a solid 20 bucks on this though. Okay. All right, fine. Virtual shake. Uh, but yeah, it's just not looking great. I, I, I'm still a Gardner Minshew guy. I don't know why the whole league passed up on him. He's not just a meme, okay? This is, this, this is literally the Alex Caruso arguments. Sure, pay attention to him more because he is a meme. It doesn't mean he's not a, a serviceable or good player. I mean, Minshew, we, we, let, we got, got rid of Minshew in our collective consciousness after, like, one season. And last year still had very, a very good year, relatively, to most young QBs. So, I understand I don't understand the why we all sleep on him so much, but... Uh, Anyways, after that, who else are we getting here? Um, who am I blanking on? We covered Justin Fields, covered Zach, covered uh, Lawrence. Who's, who's the uh, fifth QB? Oh, Lance. All right, he, he won eight yeah, in a row. That was pretty sick. That was pretty insane. Yeah, I didn't watch a lot of the pre. I missed. I missed uh, a lot of the Lawrence and Lance. I mean, Stuff, I would like I for there to be a bigger gone. competition between Lance and uh, Jimmy G. Because Lance actually looks like he's reading progressions. He has some good touch on the ball. I mean, the, that arm is like Mahomes-esque. It's fucking crazy. Um, but other than that, I mean, it, I didn't get to see enough of Lance, unfortunately. And I would like for it to be a bigger competition. But, yeah, I think he's going to have to sit for a while unless Jimmy G is really holding the back, which I think is probably unlikely. There's a good, there's a good enough team to get past whatever weaknesses Jimmy G has. Yeah, that's the thing. There's a really strong team around him with a good head coach. I, I don't. There's no reason to shake it up right now. I mean, maybe after yeah. next year you consider moving off from him. You know, if Lance I think naturally much, next year you do. I yeah. think you don't go two years in to a four-year rookie co contract, five-year with the option, but then it's way more expensive. Um, yeah, if you go into that second year, I mean, Jordan loves a unique scenario because Aaron Rodgers is ahead of him, but uh, that that's just no team is planning on doing that. I find it difficult to believe. If you go two years in, that uh, there's probably an issue yeah. with the quarterback. And I, I'm honestly not 100% convinced that the Packers feel fully equipped with Jordan Love because I understand yeah. Aaron Rodgers – Hall of Fame, obviously one of the greatest of all time, and you um, don't ever move on from that. I, I think they make the made the right decision, like regardless of how they feel about Jordan Love. Right. Um, all hands on deck. You do everything you can to keep him, especially with the win now roster. Yeah. Um, Devonte Adams in his prime, a great offensive line. Yeah. Silver, silver. But um, yeah. mm -hmm. I'm still. A l the fact that they didn't it didn't seem like they ever flinched ever listened to any offers makes me feel like okay like Jordan Love's not ready to play winning football right now he's clearly I mean the Patrick Mahomes thing is an extreme but he's, you clearly don't think he's anywhere near that yeah and you know which is worrisome for him we're talking about I mean you know it's really just a, a trip I mean it's really just a matter of if if Rogers stays next another year after this, um, I think it's, it's presumed that he won't. 
But part of me thinks ben, that Aaron Rodgers is is just petty enough, just petty enough to stick around for the remainder of Jordan Love's rookie contracts. Just to yeah, I mean, at that point, Jordan Love's – Even though it's not his fault. So, at that point – Packers front office, Ted Thompson. Three years, three years into a rookie contract, at that point, you've pretty much eaten all of the cost. Yeah. Um, you're evaluating him and comparing him to a quarterbacks in the draft and free agents. At that point, like he has no advantage to you because you're not yeah. getting a cheap quarterback with high ceiling. Like, yeah, I mean, he's shown nothing yeah. in actual game action because he hasn't had any. So, I mean, right. you know, it's, he's, his trade value is like no more than like a fourth or fifth. I mean, just yeah, he's on, like, three years. A little bit. So he's three years. He's three years older with no game experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and you only have one year to evaluate if he's worth more. Yeah, it's just a stupid situation. There. Yeah, you can't, have, you can't like balance that. As a coach, you know, if you're Matt LaFleur, I mean, Usually when you have a rookie quarterback that's as talented as Jordan Love, you know, like, you're in a situation where it's like, okay, like, maybe we can get him in the first year, we'll see. You actually, like, put in time into his developments, like, a lot more than you would a typical rookie. But once you have Aaron, Aaron there, it's win-now mode, it's the execution during practice. Like, you're not having the time to coddle him and give him the attention he needs to actually succeed. It's a lot more on Jordan himself to <laughs> get the outside training than just to get the coaching that he probably needs to end up, be, end up being an eventual NFL starter. Yeah. I mean, and, and we already know Aaron's not going to do too much in regards to that because that's just not his focus right now. I mean, when you're in a win-out position, you have no reason to even give a shit about him. <laughs> Which is basically what Aaron dealt with his, his entire first four years, too, so... Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that situation develops. Do you want to do a quick preview of uh, the Hawks going into this season? Yeah, man, we signed the best, like probably the fourth best linebacker in the league. Man, I'm pretty psyched. Uh, big extension <laughs> for Jamal Adams. <laughs> Which you realize when you see that contract, it's like, damn, these guys get paid nothing. Yeah, for real. I mean, and yeah, I, I saw I, I've seen all the mean memes about Jamal Adams and the fact that he has less career interceptions than Vince, Vince Wilfork. Ha, ha ha ha! Hardy hardy hard! Fun fun fun! We're all laughing, isn't it? I I did um, not know that. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. He has two two career interceptions. But then again, you know, I'm I actually felt there was a lot of promise last year with Jamal. I mean, you can still see his otherworldly talents when you get him in the box, and he actually is a. a better coverage uh, safety than he gets credit for. I mean, last year he just seemed out of whack, playing in a completely new system, similar role, but different system. Uh, so that's, that's still a lot to adjust to, and played through, like, injuring both his hands and his shoulder, I believe. Which I think he had off, I think he had surgery on maybe both, at least the hands, this offseason. So, you know, he, he had a lot to battle through in his first year, still ended up with damn near 10 sacks, and was, made an instant impact energy-wise, and uh, just getting involved in the backfield as much as he possibly, as much as anyone can from his position. Uh, so I was I was really so impressed last year, thinking the money is well-deserved. Um, but now my big concern is not about Jamal and how he's being used or how our defense is. It's really about Dwayne Brown. Because if Dwayne Brown decides that... He's just not playing the Hawks. He's going to force a trade, whatever it may be. We're fucked. Because our O-line pretty much revolves entirely around him. There's a bunch of solid guys around him, but, I mean, if he's not there, nothing nothing on that offense gets gets going whatsoever. So, I'm holding out hope. I think this is still a, a team that could easily win the division, be a top three seed in NFC, if things go their way, and they are able to figure out that corner spot on defense. But, uh, yeah, I mean, really, it's, just, it's only two big issues. Get Dwayne Brown signed and figure out who the hell the starters on at, at the corner are going to be. Yeah, is that an open competition? Yeah, I mean, there's about four guys. You got Amadi, um, got Marquise Blair, a second-round safety who's, like, basically Cam Chancellor 2.0, but he's always hurts. He's amazing. Had a torn, like, ACL in his first game last year. He might be playing nickel or since we're kind of uh, crowded at safety. And then we got Trey Flowers, who's like a second rounder three years ago, who's frankly has been a bust and gets uh, destroyed in coverage anytime he plays a decent receiver. So it's uh, it could be one of those things where it's like you know see if Stephon Gilmore is available like week five and then trade away whatever draft capital we have, which is probably very little. 
just to put it yes, very little. So yeah, so it's a uh, it's pretty much a typical year for the Hawks. Two big question marks. Uh, defense is shitty, and just hope for the best. Although our pass rush is much improved. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard because the division is so difficult and there's yeah. so much upside in the division. And the Hawks are just a weird team, you know. You can't, they're not, they don't play like a regular football team. The results are always very strange, but they always end up being, in, you know, they're probably a 12-win team under a 17-game format. I mean, if they have 13 wins, I'll be blown away. I'll be shocked. I mean, we're always kind of at that upper echelon, but not quite there. And I think this year is much of the same. But yeah, I think, I think, I, I think, I think the offense is going to be unreal. And Tyler Lockett is going to go for probably fourteen hundred yards. Right, right, right. Yeah, this is a uh, Robert, the Robert Woods role. I mean, or cup, cup role. Everyone look at it. Who we was playing the slot, doing a lot of the crossing routes. I mean, I it'll be. I don't. Russell Wilson will have had so much say in this offense. I'd be a little surprised if we see that identical offense. Um, but yeah, of course, systematically, schematically, it'll be. Yeah pretty similar and you should see a lot of uh, a lot of output that's a lot that's a lot of the McVay stuff it's a lot of gadget plays a lot of things are just meant to get you four yards easy as long as you just take the look they're giving you and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of easy a lot of simple yeah, 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 yeah a lot of simple easy deal. stuff yeah. it's but hard th- offense that's what that's what that is I mean the a lot of different analysts, actual good analysts, have shared this. Today's day and age, like negative plays don't hurt offenses as much as it used to. You need a high um, – you need to be able to hit the home run. If you can hit the home run um, on the, in the rare occasion a couple of times a game, you're going to be a good offense. You're going to be a winning yeah. football team. But you can't become too reliant um, on that strategy because that's essentially what our entire offense has been. It's an Air Coriel-esque type of offense we've had the last three years under Schottenheimer and Bevel. Well, three to, three to four or five years at this point. Under under Schottie and Bevel, which is good at times, but, I mean, in fact, if Russ is always sitting looking for something after like, yeah, six, of seven course, seconds, of course. you, have, you to. have to give him enough. Like outlets, other options. You gotta have some easier, home. easier plays to go yeah, exactly. to. Easier I mean, there's options. There's a fine balance to, to be had there. I still think the play action deep concepts uh, will still be in the in the playbook. But I think it'll be a lot less emphasized because it doesn't need to be like the crux of everything we do. Which I think is a good thing. Because it became a little predictable after week seven <laughs> last year. It's always been pretty predictable, but yeah. Um, well, we'll see how the rest of this goes. I'm uh, pretty pumped for week one. Get as back as into mind, swing of things. Yeah, we, yeah. Also, uh, are we surprised about the Carson Wentz news real quick? What Smart. is the news? I mean, his, his foot injury. Oh, I mean. For who knows how long. I mean, not. It's kind of a bummer that they have that and the Quentin Nelson thing happen yeah. at the same time. I'm just sad missing out Quentin Nelson, man. That's much more fun to watch than Carson Wentz. Pretty much, but I also kind of want to know how good slash bad Carson Wentz is sooner rather than later. So yeah, true. Yeah, this cool. delaying it is a bummer. Yeah, true. It's a shame the Colts won't, won't see that full roster healthy. They're they're a great team, but anyways, there's always been little things here or there that's just kind of handcuffed them. Yeah, true. They've been a relatively healthy roster. Over the last two years, with their current, current iteration under Ballard, uh, been re- it's also been pretty lucky. Just that's, QB. Yeah, yeah, the field now QB, now so thing. I mean, do they have a QB? Is the thing like I don't know <laughs> if they do. They have potential to have a QB. I mean, they have Sam Ellinger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think um, I am still the Carson Wentz thing to me is a huge question mark still, and. Uh, I would like to get that figured out for my own sake. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, we can figure out if it's just the injury-ridden Eagles roster if it's actually his his fault. We'll never know. Yeah. All right. Well, man, it's been great talking. Thank you all for listening. Another episode of Box Seats. We'll be back. Hopefully. Who knows? Next man. week. Uh, could be next year. You may never hear from us again. I don't know. That's the fun of the show, right? But loyal listeners, you get yep. rewarded.
If you want to know when their next episode comes out, just uh, just just follow us on Spotify. Subscribe, download, unsubscribe, resubscribe, unsubscribe again. Like, download, like, email my mom. Say you like it. Yep, we're on MySpace. We're blow up on MySpace. That's our that's our that's our real spot. MySpace.com slash Boxing's Podcast. Subscribe uh, to my OnlyFans. Yep, mm-hmm. it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of Sid feet pics and a lot of my taints. So you get, you get, you get, you get what you get. Thanks for listening, yeah. guys. But seriously, though, actually, like, like, and follow, subscribe, all that shit. But uh, appreciate you. We'll be back soon with uh, a more in-depth NFL preview and potentially NBA preview. Not too short after that. And then we'll be back on regular season programming of uh, talking about gambling and how much we suck at it. So look forward to that. Peace.